So you want to win big in fantasy basketball this season. So you're trying something new. You're planning ahead. In this episode, my special guest is going to walk you through what you need to be on the lookout for in November of 2023 for fantasy basketball. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you dominate your league. Now, our special guest, Zach Henshew from NBC Sports, and your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. For five years, our guest has worked in the fantasy sports industry, fantasy pros, RotoWire, and now he's with NBC Sports. Fantasy basketball fanatics, I introduce to you my man, Zach Hanshu. Welcome back to the show, Zach. What's good, man? How are you? Too blessed to be stressed. How about you, my guy? Man, I cannot complain one bit, brother. Well, we are weeks into the season, and we wanted to try something new, right? Something that is kind of like a look ahead. You could even look at it like a blueprint for the month, right? So we're going to do a November look ahead. And Zach, you're going to join me every month this season for this one, right? Absolutely, man. I'm hyped and honored. So as always, let's just jump right into the value. So the first thing I want to talk about, Zach, is some of the guys that we expected to take off this year. Like, I remember being in some of the forums telling people, like, be careful with Pascal Siakam. People were hyped about him because, you know, uh, Freddie left town. Fred Van Vliet left town. Somebody has to pick up the slack. It looks like it's Scotty Barnes is the one that's picking up the slack. So talk to me about... In November, uh, what guys should do with players like Pascal Siakam and even Julius Randle, who's been like, like stinking up the joint, really, like on a historical level, he's been bad, right? So talk to me about in November how fantasy managers should look at Siakam and Randle. Yeah, man. So as you mentioned, Scotty Barnes has just absolutely taken off here in year three. Um, you know, he's been phenomenal. Um, he's the one that's really been picking up the slack for Toronto since Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet left. Um, Pascal Siaka, man, we've got to see some positive regression from him. Um, that's something that I'm going to expect here in November. Um, we're looking at a guy that's averaged better than 20 points, uh, seven rebounds, uh, you know, almost five assists over the last four seasons. Uh, pretty solid with the defensive stats. Uh, you know, pretty solid shooter. 
Uh, and this season, we've seen his usage dip to 21 uh, after it was over 27 last season. Uh, he's shooting, you know, 41%, scoring 15 points per game. Uh, all of these numbers are just in the toilet right now, and and that's not something that's sustainable for him. He will be better in November. Um, and fantasy managers don't have – they don't have uh, recourse right now. They can't trade somebody when his value is this low or they're going to get pennies on the dollar. Uh, the best bet right now is to hold steady and hope for better times, which I think are coming. And what are your thoughts on Randall? Because, I, you know, I've been a kind of – guy and even you know just covering fantasy over the last couple years that I was never really high on Randall the last couple years he's really been taking it into overdrive especially in points leagues right he like he's a points league darling but this year it's like I don't recognize him like what the heck is happening and how should fantasy managers who have him on the squad what should they do I'm always going to have to repeat myself on this one, but I mean, he's kind of in the same boat as Siakam. Uh, You know, I think you touched on it already. He's shooting, you know, historically bad. He's shooting under 30%. uh, And this is a guy that's been a, you know, better than 20 and 10 guy uh, for the last few seasons, exceeding expectations uh, seemingly at every turn, uh, you know, for you and for me. Um, And and this is a guy that we saw last year. People really uh, got on him for his shooting percentages last season for, you know, for large stretches. Um, And he ultimately did bounce back and things did settle in. Um, So I know we're early. I know we can kind of, uh, you know, see some trends and and make some decisions and some analysis here. Um, But just two weeks in, I think we need to, you know, kind of settle it down here on Randall and, and expect that that field goal percentage to start climbing back up. And I think for both of them, Zach, like you said, that if you tried to move them, right, you're going to, like, get get pennies on the dollar for your return, right? So I think in in a way, fantasy managers, you gotta you have to hold. You made your bed. You drafted these guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you, gotta, you made your bed. You got to lay in it. That's what mom said, right? So I think that's one thing, especially because November, we're still early in the season, right? But – yeah. People want to make moves to salvage things, and the salvage move is not the path in fantasy. It's ride out the storm and see what happens. Absolutely, man. You never trade a guy when his value is this low. Yep. So now in November and even leading up to December, we're going to have the in-season tournament, which honestly, I, at first, Zach, I don't know about you, but I was kind of like, like, what are we doing here? Like, what do we, you know, I guess for me, I'm like that old guy, like get off my lawn type. Like, this is not, this is not what we do in the NBA, right? We, we do the finals. That's all that matters. But man, have I enjoyed myself? I've been watching and it's kind of just giving me an extra spark in terms of the way I'm viewing the game. And I think for the players, especially some of the young players, it's just giving them an opportunity to play in a different type of environment from the courts, just the energy. Tyrese Halliburton had like, like a historic performance the other night. So what kind of impact do you think the play-in tournament is going to have on fantasy performances, especially in those games that are getting, you know, closer to them being in the championship game, those qualifying teams? How do you think it's going to impact November production? Yeah, man. So I, I think I have to agree with you here. I was a little skeptical about this in-season tournament myself, but, you know, we saw Friday we had seven games. Uh, five of them were decided by five points or less. 
Uh, we had three of them that were one possession games, two points or less. Uh, and the courts, the jerseys, the energy, it did feel like a different kind of energy. It felt like teams were, you know, they were frenetic, man. They were excited to be out there and playing. Um, and it gave them a little extra juice. Um, you know, I think that's something that, that NBA fans kind of bemoan is that we got 82 games um, and NBA players say the same thing. It's a long season, man. It's a grind. Uh, so if you can break things up and, and do this weekly, uh, you know, this weekly tournament and then ultimately culminate with a championship game, I think it's going to give these players some extra juice. I mean, we saw Warriors and Thunder 141 to 139. There were a lot of great performances in that game, man. Pacers and Cavaliers, you touched on Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, you know, me and the kids turned that game on late uh, after we got back from basketball and we were watching that one. It was exciting, man. Um, it, I think we're going to see a lot of extra juice from, you know, from your star players. And like you mentioned, some of these young guys are going to start stepping up as well as we get closer uh, to the championship and to the knockout rounds. I love that. And I and I think for fantasy managers, one little hack. And again, this is the first year that this is happening. So this is just yeah. speculation on my part. But I think what will be worth noting is looking at which teams are qualifying in the next few weeks kind of circle them on your, you know, on your strategy list or whatever and start looking at who are the players on the waiver wire and who and, and monitor the injuries. Turn on alerts for those teams, whatever you got to do because some guys might have to step up and get opportunity and in that setting we might see crazy production from guys that we weren't expecting it from. Absolutely. Good stuff. So speaking about, um, you know, performances that we weren't expecting, for me, I thought Jalen Duren was good. I, I liked Jalen Duren, a, a young guy, especially in Dynasty formats. But I didn't expect this, Zach. Like, this has been otherworldly. I've been watching the young man, especially the first few games. I think he was banged up a couple of games. He had some down-to-earth games as well. But overall, you got to be impressed, especially – where you drafted him at his ADP uh, during draft season, like you got to steal. So my question to you is, will he come down to earth in November? Jalen Duran from the Detroit Pistons. No, I, I think barring any sort of, you know, health concerns, as you mentioned, he's banged up right now. But as long as he stays on the court, uh, I, I think this is the real deal for him. Um, so we saw flashes of just how dominant he could be. Uh, you know, on the glass uh, as a scorer, uh, as a shot blocker to close out the season. Um, and, and kind of the uh, the Achilles heel for him down the stretch was James Wiseman being inserted into the mix. Uh, and we've seen this season that Marvin Bagley's going to get some more run. Uh, Wiseman is not going to see so much run. Um, and that they really have, um, you know, cemented Duran as that starting center with some big minutes. Um, so he's getting almost 30 minutes a night. He's averaging 14 and 11, uh, 1.3 blocks, 0.8 steals, um, you know, shooting 66% from the field. I, I don't see a place where those numbers are unsustainable, especially the minutes. Uh, that was, to me, the biggest concern was this is a, a very crowded uh, rotation in Detroit. Um, and, you know, the team has really gone with him and said, hey, you're going to be the guy. You're going to play big minutes uh, and we're going to lean on you. And I think that's what's going to happen uh, throughout November and throughout the rest of the season. So continue to ride Duran. Mm. 
So really quick about Duran, um, because he went a lot later than some other young centers, specifically Alfred Shingun. We also have mm. Walker Kessler. I know uh, Walker Kessler has been like a bucket of hot dog water. It's been really bad, right? <laughs> it's been really yeah. bad. And he's had a couple of games where he's been okay. But compared to his ADP, it's been really bad. So during or, or, uh, or Walker Kessler right now, if you were looking at the two or if you have any fantasy managers out there who are thinking about proposing <laughs> deals, do you think Kessler will recover? And, and also would – would it be fair to say that Duran's production is going to like blow him out of the water this season? You know, I don't know that it's going to blow him out of the water, but I, I certainly if I had to take one or the other for the rest of the season, it's going to be Duran. Um, and, and that's not just, you know, hey, it's been two weeks and this is, you know, a couple of huge games and some bad games from Kessler because uh, Kessler had a 15 and 15 game last night with four blocks. Um, so he can do those kind of things. Um, problem with Kessler is he's seeing 23 minutes a night as a starter, and that's what he averaged all of last season, you know, between the bench and his starting role. So, you know, Pete, a lot of fantasy managers, myself included, were expecting Kessler to blow up this season uh, and see closer to the 30 minutes a night that Duran is seeing. Uh, John Collins' arrival in Utah has really put a damper on things. Um, you know, Kelly Olenek continues to play minutes off the bench. Uh, they're giving some run to a lot of guys across this roster. Uh, it's a rebuilding team. They have a lot of different options. Um, and that's something that I, I don't think a lot of folks counted on, uh, again, myself included here. Um, so, yeah, I think Duran is absolutely the safer bet between him and Kessler. Mm-mm-mm. And you know what? I have to agree with you, Zach. I think for me, because I was so high on Walker Kessler in the offseason, it's like when you got to eat crow, sometimes you hold <laughs> off, right? You're like, well, yeah. maybe, maybe we got a little bit of time. We'll do the month-to-month look ahead and be like, well, it's December. It's January. But um, I'm hoping he bounces back. So we talked about Kessler. We talked about Duran. It's This is something, a conversation I had with my son the other day, and it's going off track, so excuse me a little bit, Zach. So we had this conversation in the car. My 13-year-old, he plays basketball. He's into this stuff, right? So we were talking about the changing of the guard, and I feel like this season I've talked about more young players than I've talked about in years. There's a whole wave of these young players, and I think it's almost – you know, being um, driven by Victor Webinyama coming to the league. It's almost like now LeBron, Curry, KD, hand over the keys to the car. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like, and, and you're an NBA guy, you're an analyst, you do this for, your, for a job, a living. Do you feel this shift coming, the changing of the guard? Yeah, I absolutely do, man. Um, and it's funny you mentioned that because, yeah, that's something that I've been feeling this season as well. Um, you know, obviously, Wemby is – he's a different type of rookie. I mean, he's hes more hyped than we've ever seen. Um, but we have a guy like Chet Holmgren that's doing very similar things, um, and his team is playing well. The Spurs, obviously, are competitive and winning games. Um, and you're right. We are seeing a ton of young guys starting to step up this season – um, and, and that's not even just rookies. These are guys that are, uh, you know, second and third year players. We're talking about a Scotty Barnes. We're talking about an Evan Mobley. Um, 
you know, we're even seeing guys that are in their primes that are on the same team as KD, like a Devin Booker, who, you know, despite the injury, has just been absolutely dominant and phenomenal this season. Um, so I think we're absolutely seeing a changing of the guard this season. And I mean, the association's in great hands. No, I agree. And I think that, like you said, Wimby, man, we haven't seen anything like this. And uh, I do believe he's like the catalyst to it all from a marketing perspective as well, right? So I was walking, I was in uh, our supermarket. We have Kroger's down here, right? So I'm in Kroger walking through and I see like the NBA preview magazine. And typically it would be somebody like LeBron, maybe Curry, KD, you know, these guys would be on the cover. There were three players on the cover. On the right was Curry. On the left was LeBron, dead center, Victor Webayama. So the NBA is clear what they're trying to do. I believe that, uh, like you said, the league is in good hands. So I, I, I think that's an interesting topic, uh, the, ch- the, the changing and, and changing of the guards and passing the baton. So let's go ahead and move into uh, some preparation uh, for November. So, like, one thing I like to do is talk to fantasy managers about looking at it like you're in a nuclear fallout and you're in a bunker. (laughs) Like, we're, we're trying to get this championship. And sometimes... You need to like stash some rations. You need to to put some supplies in the stash and save them for later. What fantasy players should uh, managers look at to stash? Who's like injured or banged up, and maybe they could sneak and grab them and, and stash them in their IL or IR as we go through into November. Yeah, man. So I think right now, um, you know, if I'm looking at injured players. It, I haven't really been taking a look too much at injured guys. Um, I, I've, what I've really been looking at is just some guys that are kind of, uh, you know, less rostered maybe than you would expect, uh, or maybe just kind of aren't, uh, you know, playing maybe up to what people are expecting or getting up on the radar in 12-team leagues. Um, but what I'm looking at currently right now is is some backups uh, or some guys that are maybe making some spot starts that I'm very interested in at the moment. Um, you know, I, I'm really interested in some backup bigs. I know we've been talking, uh, you know, we talked Kessler, uh, we've talked Wemby, uh, we've been talking some of these, uh, these big guys, Duran. uh, I'm looking at some backup bigs right now that I think are worth looking at. Uh, Drew Eubanks, I think has, uh, is somebody that's piqued a lot of people's interest right now, uh, with Yusuf Nurkic as somebody that, uh, you know, is potentially going to get banged up here in the near future, um, Eubanks averaging 1.7 blocks in less than 20 minutes per game. Uh, I think Nick Richards uh, over the last three games, 11 points, nine rebounds, 2.3 blocks. Uh, again, playing 20 minutes a night behind Mark Williams. Is there an injury risk there? Uh, is this sustainable production in just 20 minutes? Um, and I think Jalen Smith, uh, you know, for the Pacers, the Pacers are a lot of fun. They have a lot of talent, uh, you know, on their roster. Uh, but Jalen Smith, 11 and six with 1.3 triples, 73% shooting. He's playing just 16 minutes right now. Any sort of injury to a Miles Turner, uh, to an Obi Toppin, uh, there's going to be a ton of free minutes for him. Uh, and, and I would love to see what he could do with some extra opportunity. Um, so those are three guys that I had on my list as potential stashes uh, and guys that are going to be widely available in your fantasy leagues. That's good. That's a, some. Those are some nuggets right there. 
Zach. Um, I got one guy in particular that I'm looking at that's available in in a lot of spots. Uh, Tari Eason. So I was high on him in the offseason. Uh, I wrote something with Adam King from Fantasy Basketball International as one of my guys. And him not starting has been like, again, like eating me to the core. I'm like, he's not getting any run. He's out, you know. But I understand it's a lot of um, – they have a lot of young talent there. And they'll have to find uh, – Ime Adoka is going to have to get creative on how he can find minutes for him. But – you saw what he did in summer league. Like he was really when he got some action, he put up some numbers. So that's another guy that fantasy managers should should think about stashing in November. Absolutely, man. Tari Eason was phenomenal last season uh, when he was given minutes. As you mentioned, they're going to have to get creative to find him some playing time. Uh, but if he can get out there, man, I, I mean, he can be, you know, what are we talking here? 12 or 13 points, seven rebounds, and, you know, maybe better than a steal or a block per game. I mean, that's a 12-team guy, you know, every day of the week. And if we get an injury or something to um, Jabari Smith or something like that, that changes the game. So I think the stash is a is a really good decision at going into November. So let's like this whole the whole theme of this this November episode has been like young guys and the you know the future of the NBA. So let's just keep it going. Which rookies, which rookies do you think will take a leap in November? So um, you know we talked about a bunch of young guys. Which ones do you think are going to take a leap in November? Yeah, man. So I, I wrote down a few of them here. When you sent me over the, you know, these questions last night, um, you know, and for anybody wanting to peek behind the curtain here, this isn't just off the cuff, you know, just, you know, hey, Robin throws some questions out. This is, you know, we think about this stuff ahead of time. He sends over the show sheet. Uh, you know, we, we prepare this stuff. And, you know, I have six names that I wrote down. And this was, I mean, these were easy names to write down. Rookies have been great to start the season. Um, you know, I, I think the, the easiest and most obvious Jordan Hawkins from UConn, um, you know, with C.J. McCollum out, people were wondering, hey, is it going to be Dyson Daniels? Is it going to be Jordan Hawkins? Um, I thought it was going to be Daniels. I, I mean, full disclosure here, um, you know, Hawkins has been getting the starts, but Daniels to me is more of a, uh, you know, across the board contributor. Uh, but, man, this was Hawkins last night. He played 38 minutes. He finished with 31 points, seven triples, seven, uh, seven rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Uh, I mean, he was absolutely lights out last night. So he's the guy. He's a must-add. He's your top waiver priority at the moment. Uh, C.J. McCollum obviously dealing with the collapsed lung. Uh, we're not sure when he's going to return. Uh, you know, and he's been dealing with injuries uh, for the last couple of years, having trouble staying healthy. So Jordan Hawkins is a name that you must add. Uh, Marcus Sasser uh, for the Pistons. Uh, we've already seen him go off. He's averaging 14, uh, you know, three rebounds, four assists, and almost two steals per game, oh, two and a half triples over his last four. A uh, couple other names to keep in mind. Anthony Black started the last couple of games for the Magic. Cason Wallace. Started when SGA was out, came back with SGA available last night, had four steals off the bench. Uh, Keontae George uh, out in Utah, we're waiting for him to get some additional run, but he's looked really good, uh, you know, in just over 20 minutes a game. And, and, and somebody that I think is under the radar, Tumani Kamara, uh, with Robert Williams looking like he may miss the entire rest of the season for the Blazers. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what Kamara can do uh, maybe with some uh, additional run for Portland. Mm. 
So you mentioned uh, Dyson Daniels and Jordan Hawkins. I just want to unpack that quickly for fantasy managers, especially early in the month here. So we see this a lot with uh, coaches, you know, maybe testing out different options when we have an injury. So what if someone rushed to the waiver wire yesterday to grab Dyson Daniels and now they have to rush for Jordan Hawkins? What do you think both players' uh, interim value will be, especially with, you know, it seems like CJ, God bless him, he's going to be out for a while, right? So do you think they both have standalone value or you think it's kind of like one or the other? I think Daniels can have standalone value. Um, You know, I I think really what will be most telling is the Pelicans next game because Hawkins isn't going to hit seven triples a game. I mean, that's just not going to happen, right? He's not Steph Curry. Uh, He's a kid. He's playing for the Pelicans. Um, And his shooting percentages are typically, you know, from what we've seen so far, they're not great. So I still think there's hope for Dyson Daniels. Uh, He's still a guy that can rebound, that can pass well, that can kind of stuff the stat sheet for you. Um, I think Hawkins is the clear priority ad right now, but I think Daniels can still have standalone value. Uh, But I I definitely want to see, you know, kind of how the minutes and the production shake out in the next game. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, I know we have folks who are preparing in November, doing this exercise with us to just look ahead and be very proactive. What players should fantasy managers uh, pay close attention to, specifically for regression? And that could be positive or negative regression. Uh, Players like, we talked about Scotty Barnes, who is like going off. Will he regress in a negative direction? Uh, Laurie Marketing, uh, Cam Thomas, you know, Chet Holmgren is having a great start. Even Desmond Bain. Uh, Talk to me about any players that you think fantasy managers just need to keep an eye on as we go into November. Yeah, there's a few. And I think the ones you mentioned are are great. Desmond Bain, obviously, uh, nearly first-round value. Chet Holmgren putting up first-round value as a rookie. Um, and Cam Thomas, ninth in the NBA in scoring. I mean, that's that's just been a story in itself, right? Um, but I, I love to see Cam Thomas. He, he had a, a forty-five point game last night, so that's just been that's been wonderful to watch. Um, so a couple of guys here that that I've been keeping an eye on um, that have kind of snuck into the top fifty, top seventy-five. Um, you know, Lou Dort, uh, not a guy that I expected to have a big fantasy season. Uh, you know, he's been really strong with scoring, uh, you know, with his defensive numbers. Uh, I'm really curious to see if he can continue uh, on the current pace that he has. Uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, I mean, it's a guy we've been calling Dylan Bricks for years, and he's one of four guys with a 50-40-90 shooting performance to start the season. There's no way that holds. I, I mean, that's that's just been ridiculous so far. Um, DeAndre Ayton, uh, you know, started out slow the first couple of games, and we've really seen Dominate Ayton recently. 13.3 rebounds, 2.3 steals. He's, he's been a top 20 guy so far. Uh, you know, and with Robert Williams out, does this trend continue? Can, can Ayton really be that top 20 guy? Can he really live up to the billing of being the number one pick in, in such a ridiculously strong draft class that's kind of painted him as a bust so far? Um, and, you know, especially after the Suns were so eager to get him out of town. Um, and then Derek White, a uh, guy that I think a lot of people kind of, you know, wrote his eulogy when Drew Holiday got dra- uh, traded over to the Celtics. 
Um, you know, he's been phenomenal so far, uh, but he's shooting almost 65% from the field, which has really boosted his fantasy stock. Um, and, and to me, there's no way that a guard continues to shoot 65% from the field, uh, especially a guy that shoots triples like he does. Mm, that's good. I hope you folks were taking notes because those are some nuggets. Zach, to, uh, if you don't mind just sharing your social media handle with the folks and also any upcoming projects or things that you're working on. Yeah, man. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Zach the Monster um, for Roto World. Um, you know, we do the uh, Q&A. Noah and I, Noah Rubin and I do the Q&A every week uh, live at four o'clock uh, over on the NBC YouTube channel. Uh, today, uh, today's Tuesday. So every two weeks we do a Reddit AMA. We, uh, switch turns between the, uh, analysts over at Roto World. Um, Robin, hope to get you on that rotation now that, uh, you've joined the team. Um, and yeah, do the, uh, weekly waiver wired column every Friday. So that usually keeps me busy. Usually it's a 3000 word column on who's hot and who's not, uh, you know, in the world of fantasy hoops. So yeah, just, just staying busy, man. Well, listen, you know how I feel about everything you're doing, Zach, but also just as a friend, you've been super, super, um, you know, open and welcoming to me. So I'm grateful to be joining the NBC Sports Roto World team and just learning as much as I can from you because you're a brilliant fantasy mind. Uh, and I'm happy that I got to go from being a fan to a friend. I appreciate you, brother. The pleasure has been all mine, man. Absolutely. All right. Now that you know what to expect in November for Fantasy Hoops, check out me and Zach's last episode about fantasy basketball trades. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.